Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Settler. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we thought we, where I, I kind of came up with the topic point of view creates reality because I have come to the awareness that just the way that we look at the world, the the lenses that we have on and the way that it can color our experience has a huge impact on what we create and actualize in our life. And it's just uh, something that's so easy to change, too, that I thought it would be a great little topic to talk about and give some examples and some tools to help starting to shift that. I was just watching this uh, a yogi or master, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but he was giving a cool exercise on how to sort of uh, shift your point of view and your perception for just a moment. Uh, so I'm feeling called to just share that really quickly. Sure, I'm, go I'm, for I'm probably not going to be that great at explaining it. But he was saying is, uh, sit here for a second and wrap your arms around yourself like you're giving yourself a hug. Just, you know, it might be weird if you're out in public, but, you know, who cares? Wherever you are, just wrap your arms around yourself. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Feel that. <laughs> and um, first, become really aware of the sensation of your arms wrapping around you and hugging you. Feel the pressure as you squeeze in and hug yourself. Feel your hands against your shoulders and feel yourself as the one being hugged right now. Feel as though you're receiving this warm hug. And now shift your attention and feel your arms from the point of view of the one giving the hug. Feel the sensation of the shoulders against the surface of your hands and feel as though you are the one giving the hug in this moment and experience that. And just there, we've had a really quick experience uh, from doing the exact same thing, but shifting our perception to have two different experiences from two different points of view. That's a great example. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so I thought that was a cool way to open up this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and you thought that you weren't sure about it. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> well, because this topic comes a little bit from the world of access consciousness, and Casey has just started dipping his toes into it and has loved it thus far. <laughs> yes, I have. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And, and But some of the things where I realized that point of view creates reality, and you might not even realize that it's your point of view. There's some things that are so ingrained in us from childhood that we don't even recognize that it's our point of view. And I'll just use money and abundance as an example. You might consciously be looking to create money in your life, and that's really, you're, you're doing everything you can to create abundance. Uh, but you have the subconscious point of view from when you were a kid that you were taught money's the root of all evil. Uh, you can either be happy or you can be rich, you can't be both. And so on some level, if your real point of view, if you're the seed belief, if you want to call it that, is that if I had money, I would be unhappy and I would prefer to be happy, then your other than conscious will outcreate your conscious. So your your true point of view. So that's that's when it comes down to getting really honest, brutally honest with yourself and saying, what do I really know about where I'm coming from on this topic? What, what do I think? What do I really know about it? And, and get to the energy that might be creating these glass ceilings of limitation or uh, roadblocks in what you're looking to create. And when we're tapping into our abilities to communicate with spirit and our spirit guides, this is something over the past couple of days with our psychic abilities talk and other videos I'm making that I just feel really called to sort of keep touching on. Uh, but 
we have at some point during our childhood, it was acceptable for us to run around in the yard and imagine things and go on adventures uh, in, in our, with our imagination and do all this fun, amazing stuff, have imaginary friends. Uh, and then at a certain point, our, our parents or someone told us, okay, it's time to stop. You need to focus on math now. And that's more important than having these adventures, you know, sit down, focus on your studies. You know, a real adult doesn't spend time letting their imagination run away with them. Somehow in some way that gets ingrained in us. And our point of view then for those of us who are struggling to start out and say learning to communicate with our spirit guides, for example, we have so much trouble because we distrust our own imagination because at some point someone told us that the imagination is worthless, useless, it's not real. It doesn't, it's, there's no value to it. And so we have this distrust with our own senses. So when we start to have real experiences of spirit, the first thing that comes in is, oh, am I just making this up? <laughs> and so that point of view of having, am I just making this up? And the fact that there is something that's making things up and that there's no value to that really holds so many people back from experiencing an entire realm of beauty, uh, all the realms of spirit. Yeah. And so if you're watching now, either live or on the replay, just take a moment and allow whatever the energies are, these etheric boulders, uh, every place where you have this energy that doesn't allow you to step into the space of just having a no point of view point of view. That, that has no charge on being told you can or can't do anything and just uh, all those blocks energetically to come up and you don't have to be aware of the experience that created them just be have the awareness of the energy and just invite our beloved Pachamama Mother Earth to take it and there's some words in Quechua that I'll use for Iari Pachamama Huchimikwi Pachamama Ompui 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 Amaximui Maxipui Ompui 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 so there we go so it's all about just being aware of the energy and whatever tool or technique you want to use to transmute it, to send it on its way, um, works for you. And I love the asking of questions in order to begin to shift our point of view. Because when you ask a question, the subconscious mind has to go looking for an answer somehow. So instead of asking a specific question, like, what's my favorite color? You know, we might get like, okay, it's green. Right, we we already know the answer to that one, or we have an idea, or like there's a finite set of like it's could be this many colors. But instead, <laughs> if you have, if you ask an open-ended question about something, like, um, you know, what magic could I create in my life today? I love that question. Right, really oh. open-ended question. But the but because it's a question that we present to the subconscious mind, it can't just ignore it. It'll it'll go looking for an answer. But it's so open-minded. Now it starts to look for possibilities. And although we may not be aware of what's going on in the subconscious mind, shifts or start shifts in our uh, in our programming are starting to take place just by asking a question like that. So it's really fascinating. Absolutely, I, I love that stuff. And uh, just to give an, an example, like how point of view can also create reality when you're not intending it as a parent i you know you have to they say jokingly of course that you teach them the first years of their life how to walk and to talk and the rest of their life to sit up sit down and shut up right so you're always <laughs> like don't do that don't do that and uh i'm guilty of this where you say stop doing that or this is going to happen and really there's no justification that it will happen but you gave them that information and a child that has no point of view says okay well if i continue to do this that's what's going to happen so my example is we have a honda odyssey <laughs> doors on each side that open automatically and the kids love just opening the door and closing the door and opening the door and closing the door i'm like stop doing that you're going to break the door if you keep playing with it and guess what happened the door broke <laughs> and i had the awareness the second that it happened that had i not told them hey if you keep playing with the door the door is going to break 
that it wouldn't have broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, speaking of cars, how often does it happen to you or, or any of us where we're driving down the street and the light's green and we're coming up on it and you go, oh, it's going to be red. It's too far away. Right when I get there, it's going to turn red. And then it turns red, right? <laughs> so your, your point of view that idea you had about it created that reality in that, in that moment right there. Uh, but you can start to play with that the other way. Right. And so uh, when you catch yourself in a situation where you would normally make a judgment like that, tried uh, either one, just being really aware and, and, and uh, you know, not or do the opposite and start to put out there, you know, like, oh, I'm making it through that light. No matter oh, like I definitely I see it. I'm there. I made it through already. And then just pay attention to how more often you will make it through that light as opposed to when you think oh, I'm not going to make that. It's <laughs> almost 100% of the time, then you're not going to make it through. <laughs> and if anybody has questions, if you have experiences that you'd like to share around the topic, feel free to put them into comments. And if you are making comments and we haven't acknowledged them yet, occasionally they don't roll through to Facebook for some reason. So in the description for the topic today, there is a link to our YouTube channel. You can pick up the video there. I know comments from YouTube always come in. Uh, so if you do want to interact and you're, we're not responding uh, please head over to youtube and uh, check it out and while you're there please subscribe there yeah go. check out shaman's way uh, youtube as well um and holistic health and healing we can post all the links to those uh later in a little bit but yeah. um yeah we were streaming to all of them at once and then we found out that youtube frowns upon duplicate content so now we're just felt, uh, streaming to here at least for this uh, particular segment and then other things like casey's shamanic meditations go to his channel holistic highlights go to hhh so there's still good content in all three we just couldn't continuously post to all three at once because we would have eventually gotten uh, smacked on the hand by youtube <laughs> right <laughs> uh, um Points of view create reality. Okay, so where are we going with this, Hank? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we can go anywhere we want. Hey, we got Adriana uh, clapping. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and if you ever want to come on, Dr. K, you're welcome to offer your contribution. She's one of the, um, she's actually the doctor who is an affiliate at HHH. She has her own storefront in the same building as us, but she's one of the affiliates on the website. So if you ever want to come on, let me know. I'll send you a link to join the conversation. And then her and I are going to be uh, doing a thing on Friday under holistic highlights where she's going to hook me up um, remotely to her, uh, her machine. That's going to like read all the stuff and like basically we'll, we'll give all my innards on uh, public video and like oh, show nice. how the, how the machine can say, Hey, this is what's going on with you. And these are all the things that you could do to help, you know, balance the body and, and have a better experience with your body. So looking forward to that a little nervous. Like I'm like, I hope I'm healthy. Is that the biofeedback thing? Is it? Yeah, that I, I know she has biofeedback, but it's, uh, it's she has a, she has a couple things, and I'm not sure which thing we're doing Friday. But I, okay. I filled out my little questionnaire, and we'll see how I I do. <laughs> oh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's about to start with the client today, but next time. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'd love to have you on. We could even plan for a whole segment: stir crazy shamans plus like actual traditional functional medicine. <laughs> we could, what a combination! That'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for stopping in for a little bit while you can. And uh, so I wanted to share a little story that uh, from the other day. I kind of touched on it a little bit, but when I uh, fell while I was walking through the forest, I was climbing over a log and fell, and um, I twisted my ankle and it was it, it hurts uh, so bad that I was like really limping for a few steps, and uh, I know I, I had the thought immediately of any time something like this has happened in the past, you know it might not hurt that much that day, but the next day 
then it's always really, really painful and I can barely walk. I've, I've had been on lots of adventures and had injuries before. Um, but instead I said, you know what? No, if I, if I really believe that I'm going to create that reality and it's going to happen. So instead I stopped and I knew there was energy uh, stored from the impact from that trauma. Uh, there was uh, energy trapped in the ankle from that. So I went and did a process of bringing in energy from Father Sky and just really with all of my focus and intent was clearing out all of that energy so that all that was left was healthy energy that the body was gonna use to not just heal itself, but to stay healthy and become even stronger. And um, so one, I went from limping around to doing this short process of uh, going through and healing, which again, a part, you know, a lot of it is the actual mechanics of how we're moving energy, but a big part of it is having the very firm um, knowing belief that it already is so that that thing is healed. And, uh, and so I went from limping to being able to go on this whole hike, climbing up hills and everything with no discomfort whatsoever. And then the next day, again, when in the past, I know because sometimes, you know, again, healers are like, what, how do you put it about going to the mechanic? Like the mechanic never yeah. takes this car properly. Yeah, landscapers never mow their own grass well or on time. <laughs> Mechanics' cars are always always falling apart, and healers sometimes forget. Yeah, so I, oftentimes in the past I would forget to do the healing right away when I would get an injury like this, but I remembered. So the next day I woke up, rolled that ankle around, stood up, and I was about ninety five percent fine. Uh, and then throughout that day, did a little more work, and then completely pain free. Um, so, but I mean, when I when I say this was like a really bad ankle sprain, I mean, I I, I really fell, and my ankle probably twisted and like almost touched my leg. <laughs> Not quite there, but it was it was a really bad sprain. I was really limping at first. So um, yeah, it just goes to show you what uh, you know your belief around, um, and I, I think oftentimes. Uh, like the reaction we have to an injury, our bodies and our energy fields remember that. And then that gets amplified. Um, and then, uh, she's, was it Dr. K was yep. saying that she hopes my ankle is better. I was talking to her that day and she used to be an ankle foot and ankle surgeon. She told me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, but like, I know like one thing when we're, when we're kids, I always used to remember this my, when I would, when I was a little kid, I would fall or something and scrape my knee or whatever. And my whoever, my dad or my mom would be like, oh, oh my gosh, are you okay? They would get all worried. And then I would get upset and I would cry, not because I was in that much pain, but because of their emotional reaction of worry. And, um, and I remember at one point calling them out on it. When I was a really little kid. I had the awareness of this where I like fell over and they were, are you okay? And then like, I started to get upset. And I'm like, no, it doesn't hurt. It's because you're getting upset. That's why I'm upset. And I, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like so the reaction of ourselves and those around us and our energy feels, listen to that, hear that, and that emotional or whatever kind of reaction we have gets trapped in the energy field that translates into more physical problems. Yeah, when, when my kids would fall, I don't know who I picked this up from. I would be like, oh no, did you hurt the ground? Like I'm assuming they're they're not hurt at all. You know? and I would even laugh a little bit with them. Or something traumatic happened. It's just like, man, you got to laugh at this. This is too funny. Yeah, yeah. It's not, and one one time, Max had just gotten this hot chocolate, and we got to the table, and it just slips from his hands, and it hits the thing, and the kinetic energy, of course, propels all the hot chocolate straight up in the air, and it drops all over his brand new white racing shirt <laughs> and he had this horrifying look on his face at first i was like oh 
did, did that hurt? And he's like, no. And then I just started laughing, like, good, because this is hilarious. And I would have felt terrible <laughs> if, if you were hurt. And I laughed. So I wanted to make sure he was okay first. And then I, 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 I laughed about it. And he was laughing too at the end. I'm like, that was funny. You gotta, you know, you gotta laugh when things like that happen and not take life too seriously. <laughs> I think it was you that just said the other day, um, uh, uh, laughter is far more healing than uh, crying will ever be and like emotional yeah. release and stuff. Well, like. yeah, quoting Gary Douglas, he's, he shared um, like in the access bars video, when you become certified, he says that uh, laughter releases more energy than tears ever will. And so laugh yourself to healing and the greatest gift you can give to the world is your laughter. So <laughs> laugh. Um, I remember uh, in the past I've, in healing sessions, this has happened too, but during my first healing session with you, uh, as energy was being released, I was laughing a lot, like without being prompted to just like as energy would come up, I would just like burst out into laughter. And that had happened during healing sessions before. So I wonder if that's not uh, like just instinctively how my body knows to start yeah. to move energy. It, it may be. And I'll tell you one of my favorite classes. Have you ever heard of, they call him, um, he, he's a, a Lomi Lomi teacher. His name's Harry, Harry Jim. His first name's Jim. And he was teaching at Lilydale. And there was probably a hundred people all in the fire hall, just around the thing. And there's tables set up and it's like an introductory class on Hawaiian hand healing. And mm. he comes in and the guy's kind of a uh, heavier set. And he just start. he looks at the group and he just starts doing this belly laugh. And he's laughing so hard, and like tears are coming down his eyes. The whole room is laughing now. And, <laughs> and, and like this goes on for maybe 10 minutes and then he just stops, he smiles. He's like, okay, now we can start. But he came in and just his presence of laughter like spread like to everybody. Nobody knew why we were laughing other than it was awesome. And, and, and it was such a healing experience, just, just that experience of laughter. So. Oh, I love laugh that. about, and if you can't, <laughs> if you don't feel like you're uh, can't laugh, then just go ahead and fake it, and and see. At some point, there's a turning point, and you actually start laughing. <laughs> Speak, I love this. So, speaking of laughter, uh, I one of my guides. It seems like uh, so he's an angel who I call Graham, and it seems like his whole purpose in life is just to make sure one that I don't take spirituality or anything too seriously and also just to make me laugh as many times a day as possible anytime i connect with him and go to talk to him it's like i'll try to ask him something serious and he's just cracking jokes and he knows my humor better than anyone so he just cracks like the the goofiest jokes and and just cracks me up every single time but uh, it, it is you know sometimes i'll sit there and i'm focusing on you know, like trying to work through something or whatever, and I get a look, and I get this serious look on my face, and I'm kind of tense and like focusing, and then I'll just come in and you know crack some, crack some joke about like how weird I look sitting there, and then I'll just bust out laughing, and like that was what I needed to get me out of that you know space where I was too tense. Yeah, in shamanism we call that puklii. 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 It means sacred play. <laughs> and uh, so we're we're having Wilka Puklii on the Kausai Pacha, which means sacred play in the game of life or in the field of living energy. And, uh, and it's it's all about don't take yourself too seriously. And that's where the shaman will mess with, with the students, let you sit in the cave for a week until you get fed up and then come out. And they're like, oh, what took you so long? We're having a party. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> and they, the party is actually for you because you finally came out of the cave. And like, and, like stood up to your teacher. And they're like, hey, yeah, look at that. <laughs> or, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Zane was telling a story about uh, somebody who showed up to learn from a shaman and they were dressed in all the, like the shaman stuff and the ponchos and like the little hat and stuff. And they're like, I'm here. And he's like, and the, and the just 
teacher just walks right by the guy. He's like, no, no, I'm here. He's like, well, I was looking for a student, but all I see is a jackass. <laughs> because it's just like that. He's like, be who you are. Don't try to be like me. He's like, you're, you're my student. Be you. Be you. Don't try to be something you're not. And because he was trying to dress up authentically and all that stuff, he's like, but you're not. You know, you're just you. <laughs> so. Uh, that that came up in a reading uh, yesterday. We uh, after yesterday's session, Mary and I um, traded uh, readings, and um, one of the things that came up, uh, which was uh, a, I won't say it was a message for one of us, but I think it's a wonderful message to share with everyone. And it was um, from one of our guides said, uh, you know, be you that that weird you that you are when you're by yourself and you're like in your groove doing your own thing. And, you know, you're just being your weird, crazy self doing your spiritual stuff, whatever it is. Um, be that all the time. Share that with the world. And that's what the world's going to love about you. You know, if you're sitting here trying to be a certain kind of person or do, you know, like act a certain way in front of other people, people can sense either consciously or unconsciously that you're not being authentic. But if you're your own quirky, weird self, as you share yourself with the world, that's what people are going to love about you. So I thought that was yeah. kind of a beautiful message. Absolutely. Dr. Dane here actually has a whole thing. Be weird, stay different. It's like a whole series <laughs> of classes that he offers. And it's a, the, the, your second access book, if you were to pick another one to read, would be Being You, Changing the World, because it's all about how you step into the totality of your being and not give a shit what other people think about you. Because, you know, he, they actually say that for every judgment that you just are an allowance of, that you don't align and agree with or resist to react to, it's like you make $5,000 more that you're energetically. It's when you start putting up a fight because someone judges you and you're like no that's not true or if you say yeah that's so true i'm so awesome like either one sticks you because you're buying into the duality yeah. and so it's really yeah. just to be an allowance of the judgments and if it, it just say that's an interesting point of view that you have that point of view mm. so, wait, well, so say the name of that book again being you changing the world okay and yeah. it's another one you can get on audible and it's awesome Nice, nice. That'll probably be my next one then. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gone through it at least 20 times, and each time I hear something, I'm like, has that always been in this book? <laughs> it seems like it's brand new, uh, but it's it's really good. So, And if you're listening, I highly recommend it for you, too. Uh, you, you would do a disservice to yourself if you didn't give it a chance. Uh, yeah, and uh, um, I'm yeah, the, the whole questions thing and access is so fascinating to me. I want to I want to get a little more into that, but um, I don't, I guess, what am I, where am I going with this? Oh, spirit's taking all kinds of things from my mind these past couple of days. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Well, if you're joining us or still with us, uh, if you want to make a comment, uh, you can ask any question. We always put up a topic to start with, but we can go anywhere in our dialogue and conversation. There's nothing off limits. Unless it's illegal, then, you know, private message us, then we can talk about that, that or instead. And we'll talk about it at length at that point. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe we would just talk anyway. <laughs> we like breaking rules. Uh, but, but with the point of view creates reality, the other thing that kind of goes along with this, a slightly a different topic, but akin to it, is that your energy flows where your or energy goes where your tension goes, right? So I give this example at Disney World when we were there, up, and actually we've been there a couple of times, and this held true the second two, the last two times. The first time I fell victim to this. So they have this app, and you can see on the app what all the wait times are for rides. And we're like, oh, look, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, only is 10 minutes. Let's go there. And we're like, hustling over to go to this ride we get there and now it's a 40 minute wait and i had this awareness like finally like on the last day of our very first trip it's like oh it's because i'm focused on it 
it's because I focused on it and because I'm focused on it, like the collective consciousness is all focused on this now. And I'm like, oh, so like, I would be like, all right, we're going there, but everybody think of that ride. <laughs> and no joke, we would get there and then it was like just a 10 minute wait. And that worked without fail. Um, like the last two times we were there, we, we would just always be able to, to kind of use that technique. You pick what you're doing, then wipe it from your mind. And, and that's where I, uh, I like to give the example that intention is not like if, when you're moving your hand like this, it's not that you're going move, 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 move. You set your attention like a bow and arrow, let it go. And then you see your experience. So you make your choice. You don't have to focus on it. And if you do focus on it, that could either work for or against you, depending what you're uh, trying to do. Like uh, with our example, we had to create a longer, a longer line because everybody was focused on the same energy as us. And it's that, that set it and forget it. I've heard it put that way as well. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't even aware that they're not, there's not a process of thinking behind moving. You know, I'll, I'll ask people uh, when springing their awareness to like what their thoughts are. And, uh, and some people aren't aware that it's possible to not think. Uh, people think you have to, you're continuously thinking and they confuse awareness with thought. I notice that happens a lot. Yep. They'll ask, you know, okay, for example, um, when you go to like pick up your phone, just this action of reaching out, grabbing the phone, and looking at it. So did you sit there and the whole time we're like, okay, so I'm going to open this finger, that finger, that finger, that finger, that finger, and then I'm going to reach out, but I'm going to stop right as I reach the phone and use this amount of pressure, however many PSI, and then turn my wrist as I bring it up to, like, no, you're not doing any of that. You just had the intention of, I'm going to, you may not even have thought I'm going to pick up my phone. It was just a thoughtless action right there. And so um, we're, we're, we're constantly doing so much without actually having to think about it with with words with thoughts and um, so yeah having an awareness of something and actually thinking about it are two completely different yeah. things and you know you just put my whole example into much greater context because we made the choice to go to the ride but then the whole time I were after we made the choice we're thinking about it and then that's what created the focus for everybody else on it but if we had just made the choice and set it and forget it and just walk to the ride it would have been <laughs> that was a great context. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, but that's where we put we unconsciously put up resistance to things that we're trying to actualize when we, when we do that also. So say, uh, you're, okay, this week I'm gonna I'm gonna actualize an additional thousand dollars. I have an additional thousand dollars. Additional thousand dollars. Do whatever your process is. And then if you just set that and in your, you put out enough energy and power, and then, you know, whatever happens at the moment, you feel called to, okay, I need to get up and do this. I'm making a new video. I'm going out, you know, um, handing out flowers. But, you know, do, do the action, but be present in that moment and do whatever it is you're doing while being fully aware in that moment. But if you're sitting there the whole time you're doing this stuff, you're going, okay, I'm going to make that $1,000. I'm going to make that $1,000. Get on, you know. Go hand out the flowers, thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and at some point, as you're doing that, little bits of um, uh, doubt and resistance can come in more easily, and it may just start as a feeling, right? You're sitting there, thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and then there's this like, how am I? How's that going to happen though? Is that really possible? And maybe it's just for a second, and then okay, no, 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 thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and then maybe it comes up a little more powerful the next time. So you're combining this thought of a thousand dollars with is it possible? So is it possible to make a thousand dollars? And now you're creating a whole different kind of energy, and then you can sort of out manifest yourself if you're. But if if you're just intently focused, you set that intention of that thousand dollars is going to happen within a week, and then you let go, and then you're just present in the moment. You've already put it out there, and the universe is working to bring it to you, so it'll work through you in order to actualize that through the path of least resistance. 
Yes, and that's why I love using the word with ease when I look to create things. Like, what could I be today to actualize whatever I'm choosing instantly with ease? And then it's just like, ah. Because I think of it like the genie. Have you ever seen those uh, things where, oh, I wish for a million dollars and the million dollars appears above the poor guy's head and crushes him? So, <laughs> so I always like, I like adding with ease because I don't want anything popping out that I wasn't uh, expecting like or, <laughs> or that happens in a way that isn't preferred. Yeah, and then the universe will always follow the path of least resistance to get something to you. I was reading a book uh, years ago about manifestation and magic. And it was talking about how, yes, we can use magic manifestation to manifest $100, right? Uh, and so, but if you're trying to manifest, say, for example, you're being specific, like a $100 bill, you know, uh, so you sit there and like, it is possible. It's not impossible, but I think a real master could just sit there and have a $100 bill just poof out in front of them. But most of the time, that's, 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 not going to happen. So it'll. So the universe follows the path of least resistance. So maybe that hundred dollar bill that you've been visualizing or whatever, um, you know, you're walking down the street and then you know someone dropped it and they found it. Okay, that's great. But still, maybe not the path of least resistance. A lot had to happen for someone in order to drop that hundred dollar bill. So instead, maybe then uh, you know you get a card from a relative you haven't heard from in a long time. And they said, Oh, you know, I was thinking about you and I wanted to get you this gift, but blah, blah, blah something happened. And they said, anyway, here's a hundred dollars, a little less, but then even, even more than that is, you know, like some, whatever means you normally make money. If you work a job or you have like a regular wage or whatever, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, someone, your boss recognizes you for doing something outstanding. You get like a bonus. The universe will always continually find the way of least resistance. So if there's already a stream of income, maybe it'll come that way uh, or it'll come in some unexpected way. But the point of them telling the story was not to get you to focus on trying to manifest $100. But think about this. All that time that you're sitting there focusing on manifesting that $100 bill and spending all that time thinking about it. And the time it took for that to show up, you could have just worked a minimum wage job for a day and, and, and or, or you know a day or two whatever and and made that hundred dollars without having to sit there and do all the you know manifestation and, and and practice in order to try and like manifest it magically um so so instead you know uh focus on uh, what what are you trying to actualize instead of like just a finite dollar amount or something, try and manifest something much more magical in your life. And it's and people get focused a lot on money. They want to, and I, I give the example often of like a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever. Instead of that, why not work towards manifesting a means of income that you truly enjoy? Something that you love doing that will continue to bring financial abundance into your life. Financing that will bring you not only more joy, but the financial freedom that you're looking for in trying to manifest that dollar amount. True, and Laura, I had a thought, and now it's gone. <laughs> See, it's happening with both of us. Oh no! Are there some entities messing oh, with us today? No. Well, maybe we called a lot in before the show. We um, but <laughs> one of the one of the things with that is if you're, whatever you put out to the universe uh, show up and and don't let the robot drive. I say we, like we have this little autopilot, and it likes driving us around because it's boring. And like, if you've ever 
driven to your workplace and got there and don't remember the drive. That's what I'm talking about. Like there was an autopilot driving. And oftentimes after we put something into the universe, it might have a thousand different ways that it could have actualized and been in your life. But because we're having autopilot on, we just passed them all up. And there's a, an amazing success story. If you've never heard of, do you know who Steve Harvey is? He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's been on TV. Like, yeah. go back and Google and find his uh, story of how he rose up to, to fame. And it all came down to, like, he was about to give up and go home. And he got a phone call that opened up a job that got him the money to get the plane ticket to get to New York and be on TV. And everything was just, like, it just lined up and he followed the energy. And so after you put it out there, don't get caught up in how it shows up, you know, like you look at all the possibilities of how the universe might bring it to you. Let's see. Oh, Mary Lee says yes. So yes. thanks for catching me, Mary Lee. <laughs> oh. oh, she's in the shaman program too, by the way. Oh, is she? Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all over the place. Shamans are taking over the world. We <laughs> are, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, like Zane was saying that, uh, you know, you'll see the word shaman in front of so many things and um, people tend to get sort of upset with uh, I know like for example um, yoga like a lot of the yoga that people practice in the U.S. isn't really true to like the practices that the yogis would would practice you know you see things like uh, there's beer yoga and goat yoga and all this stuff and you know people get really upset about like you know that's a disgrace to the actual practice uh with like the shamanic thing he was saying you know that's a great thing if they open up a shamanic donut shop i'll be there tomorrow you know because (laughs) because it's, it's normalizing uh shamanism and getting the word out there and with shamanism we're trying to get the word out to and well, and we're going to go, I think, a little more into this next week and this whole topic of like sort of what shamanism is and all that. Um, but uh, it's a means for us to explore the spiritual on our own and and find our own path and our own way without needing the context of like religion or something. So the more that those terms are out there and the more you see that shamanic donut shop or shamanic, you know, whatever your people are creating, uh, the better. So yeah, I think that's wonderful. Well, and the thing is, with, like, when the conflict comes up for things, to whatever it is, whether if you are have if you're a yoga professional and you have that point of view about all the different yogas disgracing it, or if you're a shaman that never would call yourself a shaman because that's in your lineage, the tradition. Instead of getting into a place of tension when you see other people doing it, ask, well, what's right about this I'm not getting? That would be the access question. And that everybody- What's right about this that I'm not getting? What's right about this I'm not getting? So if something's triggering you, you take Hmm. a step back. What's right about this I'm not getting? Oh, okay. To take take yourself out of the the conflict and realize like, wow, I'm just, you know, I've I've always just, been under the conclusion and the definition that my way is the right way, but my way is just a way, and that's just another way. And to, when you take yourself out of the conflict, then you can see the magic and the gold and the difference. But we, we sometimes are taught that this is the way, and if we align and agree with our teacher, then everything that's not that, we're going to be in resistance to. And now we just cut ourselves off from how many different possibilities and how many different little nuances and nuggets of consciousness that could have been there, but because we are not even willing to look at it because it has a word there that we now judge as, well, now that that's not the real deal. And now we miss all this magic. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how So I remember uh, it was my one of my first uh, human teachers that I ever had was a, a Zen master. I was studying under him and um, I, I came to him and I started telling him, I'm like, oh, I'm learning a little bit about this and this and like shamanism and like Kundalini stuff. And uh, he said to me, um, uh, don't be a salad bar Buddhist. He said, you know, if you're gonna practice, <laughs> he said, if you're gonna practice Zen, practice Zen. 
you know, you can't be all over the place. Like if you're trying to attain enlightenment through Zen, do that. And, um, and I remember at first I, I had this, I sort of stepped back and I was like, well, that doesn't really resonate with me at all. You know? um, and, and, and I thought, you know, is, am I supposed to just sit and do nothing but Zen? Like, am I meant to go out and explore all kinds of things? And like right there, I kind of, I, I started to move away from it. Uh, and, but in doing so, uh, I uh, started to discover all kinds of new things, went deeper into shamanism, met people with all kinds of different backgrounds in, in different spiritual practices and started to learn and develop my own path in a way that I'd never had before. But if you hadn't asked, asked that limiting question and like, I, I, I may not have opened up as much. So Yeah, and you could have easily gone the other way. If you put so much weight into your teacher, you could have also said, okay, and dropped all the other things. Right. I mean, people could have gone could go either way with that question. I'm glad that you uh, chose the way you chose. I <laughs> but I love that. Salabard Buddhist. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Take a little bit from that teaching, a little bit from that teaching under your plate. You know? <laughs> One of my first teachers, uh, like Thomas, she would always say, learn everything you can, take the best and leave the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's neat to see that uh, they encourage that uh, at fellowships. So cool. yeah, that's good. <laughs> if anybody has any questions, feel free. Uh, we love to respond to whatever questions that you might have, uh, whether it's on this topic or any topic. We always have a starting point, but we give ourselves the freedom to go wherever the energy of the group goes. Yeah. So, what, do you, what do you guys want to hear us talk about? <laughs> Let us know. Well, and we are starting to get like a little bit more organized. Like we have some stuff planned for next week already. So that's uh pretty cool. We're going to have some uh, special guests on. We're going to have uh, Michelle on, who's going to talk about crystal skulls, I believe, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. We're going to have Jill Matson coming on. She developed frequencies for COVID-19 along with Sherry Edwards, which is going to be a really interesting thing because Sherry Edwards has this, uh, this gift of being able to hear the frequency of, a, of an illness. And so they actually uh, worked with her to come up with frequencies that would uh, help the body potentially uh, be better against stuff like that. Course, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're not medical doctors, so we're not claiming to treat, diagnose. It's just our entertainment purposes only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but seriously, if there's any uh, or or in fun, if there's any topics that you like to hear or see, uh, please let us know and ask your questions in the comments. <laughs> what was I too silly? Now I threw us off. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I like being silly, though. It's good. <laughs> Okay, so point of view creates reality. And one of the things to, a tool from access to work with, like if you find yourself in judgment about anything or anyone, especially yourself, especially yourself, you use the tool IPOV, which is interesting point of view. So if you find yourself judging, oh man, why do I always procrastinate? And why am I always late for things? You'd be like, well, it's an interesting point of view that I have that point of view. And instantly it starts to take you out of the space of judgment and giving yourself a space of neutrality around it where you can just let yourself be and then choose different. But if you're always fighting against your own judgments about yourself, that's what you create. You create more of the fight because you're not an allowance of that. And in truth, procrastination for people like uh, myself and um and possibly case i don't know if he's a procrastinator but um <laughs> i've had a history <laughs> history of procrastination but, but for, for people who have an ease with creation uh they it, it turns out that it's not so much about procrastinating it's uh it's like it's it's boring if you don't wait till the last minute because you can do it so easily yep. uh, and so like is it really a potency that is um uh, is a, a wonderful thing in your life that 
you have mislabeled and misidentified as something because everybody else judges you for it. But in reality, you pull out that paper in two hours the day before it's due and get an A. (laughs) My classmates, I went in massage therapy school. They would get so frustrated with me, right? So um, uh, there were a lot of people in the class. Like We learned anatomy and physiology sometimes in greater detail than I've heard certain nurses learn going through nursing school. We had to learn like everything from chemistry all the way up to like, you know, the all the individual nerves and everything. There were a lot of students who were struggling just to barely pass, even with all the extra credit and stuff that we were we were given. And um, I would show up and I and I would get uh, not just all the questions right, but all the bonus questions right. So my grade point average in anatomy and physiology or my percentage was like 160% or something absurd like that. And so uh, I remember at one point, you know, that people started asking me, what do you do to study? How do you get ready? Like, you, 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 you just, like, this all seems to come so easily. And I'm like, no, you don't want to know. <laughs> what do you mean? So at the time, uh, uh, I think we always had them, like, right after the weekend. And uh, at the time, I liked to drink a lot on the weekends. <laughs> so I would tell them, do you really want to know what I do to study? Yeah, yeah, they wanted to know. They wanted to hear. So, okay. So the whole week while they're sitting there doing their flashcards, studying, going over, and uh, I just hang out, do whatever. And then the night before the test, I get really drunk. And then I, <laughs> I, I wake up that morning, super hungover, having not touched the notes at all the, the entire time prior to this. And about three hours before the test, I read through my notes about three times, come to class, read through them one more times, and that's how I get 100% on all the tests. <laughs> But I used to do that. That's how that's how I passed high school. I, I was not a good high school student. I um, uh, I was just bored by it all. Nothing caught my interest, and and I was the kind of person where like if it didn't interest me and I, I wasn't like you know inspired to to study or or do something, I wouldn't do it. You know, I'd, I'd rather sleep than sit there and do something that I didn't want to do. And uh, but the the only reason I actually passed high school was that it would come down to okay, you have to pass this test uh, or else you're going to fail. And I would go all right. Read through the notes, and then I'd get a hundred percent, and that was enough to get me like my D in order to pass. <laughs> uh, I, I I passed all the tests, but I didn't do homework, so I also I was always like a low grade uh, high schooler. And then I found out that if you had a, a GPA, I think of. 3.0, you got like a discount on your car insurance. And I went to a straight A student overnight and I got A's <laughs> and everything, but I was like this shy of getting it up high enough to get the discount. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, what we do to ourselves, it's funny. But if you are like a procrastinator or whatever you find yourself judging yourself for, ask what's right about it you're not getting. Is there really a potency in there? And we were talking offline once, or maybe it was on cam, I don't know, about, um, about astrology. And for every aspect of astrology, there's skilled and unskilled application of it. So procrastination, the potency to be able to create at the last second and create well is a real potency. How could you shift that to use it more consciously where it doesn't feel the stress or the hucha around waiting to the last minute? And is it really your stress that when you wait to the last minute or is everybody else freaking out because they don't know if you're going to deliver what you're supposed to deliver and you're picking up on their stress and making it your own because you're an empath. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, uh, the whole, also, you know, people who procrastinate, I, I was just listening to the Joy Business, she talks about this, but then I was watching a TED Talk where a woman talked about this as well, but, uh, like a year or so ago, and uh, she was talking about, um, they're like just as a different kind of person, I think in access, what do you say, they call them humanoids or whatever? Humans and humanoids. Yeah, so um, 
there uh, there are people who uh, you know in in this world who you know they they have a passion and like for you know say whatever they want to be a carpenter and so they know like i'm gonna learn everything about carpentry and they focus go to school start to do carpentry and they get really good at it and they master it and they're like a completely wonderful master at their craft and they have a very successful life with that thing and then there are other people like me who throughout childhood i had so many different hobbies and so many different things that i wanted to learn that i can't even remember half of them you know i jumped from one thing like i'd be really into um you know like computer animation i got so good at that that i won a bunch of awards online and then got bored with that and it's okay now i'm gonna learn guitar and then got good enough to play guitar that were like i surpassed my friends who've been practicing for like several years and then got bored with that and then on to the next thing like learn to like count cards and do all this like <laughs> All, all over to all these different things. And then, um, you know, even uh, throughout my life, I went to broadcasting school. It was really... Uh, uh, look at you now. You're... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that all came full circle. <laughs> I was really into that. And then just, and then I had sort of my spiritual uh, awakening and uh, other things start to happen. And it's like, okay, I'm not doing that. And then went on to healing and health. So, um, but she was saying this. So for for um, a lot of us who have that kind of experience where we want to go from one thing to another, we tend to kind of perceive that as a negative thing because we're told you need to do one thing. You need to focus, you know, settle in, find whatever it is you're going to do, get good at it, make a career out of it. And you need to be financially stable, stable in your job or whatever. Uh, but for many of us, that's not right. That's not how we're wired. We're not wired. Right. Into but, you know, this is actually a place where a, a subconscious point of view can create against you in a way, because growing up, I was taught the same thing. You need to do the thing they call go to school in order to get the thing they call a job, in order to be the thing they call successful. And you stay with the same company for 30 years and you do all this stuff. And that doesn't fit into my reality. But if a part of me bought into that, and if you feel that you can't be successful unless you follow that recipe and you bought into that as a child, not saying you, but then no matter how hard you try to actualize abundance through just what you really would like to do, you might have a hard time because you're other than conscious might be like, but you didn't do all the things you were supposed to do. You didn't, you didn't get good grades at college or you didn't, you know, get the career, get really good at one thing. And you're not the cog in the wheel that is making everything work for the country. Yeah. Yeah. And it, no, and those, again, it's, oftentimes it's not our own beliefs even that we're working with when we're trying to work through that stuff. And, uh, and you don't have to identify exactly where it came from, you know, whether it was like your parents or a teacher that told you that you had to focus and, you know, sit down and get serious about finding your career path or whatever it was, but we can become aware of the energy. And one thing that I've started to notice, I know we've talked about this before, but I wanted to share more of a specific experience. Um, so for example, when I'm working with trying to actualize something around shaman's way or with stir crazy shamans, you know, I'll sit there and I'm asking questions or like using affirmations or whatever I'm doing, like, okay, we're going to get to that hundred subscribers and, uh, you know, what can I do in order to, uh, you know, reach more people and be more engaged or whatever I'm asking. And then I'll start to feel these little, um, like this tension. Uh, in the body and in my energy field uh, to certain questions that I ask or things that I'm trying to manifest. And uh, before I may have just uh, sort of ignored that and gone like, okay, that's not really the right energy. So move on, ask something else. Uh, but now what I do is I, 
I really go into that sensation, feel it, find it. And I know there's something, there's some judgment I have about myself or whatever it is I'm working with that is like reacting to that. There's some thought pattern, some emotional pattern that's tensing up in some way and trying to resist that. So then I go into that and then I use techniques like the, the clearing statement I've been taught and then like other things to just kind of breathe and use whatever energy needs to come through in order to release that. So I'm not going in and trying to like go back in the past and remember what was it that put that in my mind, but I can feel that it's like right here in the chest, right? Okay, there's that thing, there's this tension there, there's that tightness that's resisting that. Breathe, bring my attention into that area and then just release that and let it flow out until everything feels light again and then proceed with whatever I was doing. Absolutely. That's a great point because you don't have to bring it up. Uh, but if you do, I have had a couple clients that even I could tell them that I'm blue in the face and it's like they're, the way their mind works is they got to know what they're letting go of. And so if that's you, then honor that too and be like, okay, let's open that box and dig through the shit. <laughs> and, 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 don't, and don't judge yourself for that because if that is the, your process, then that's your process and you just kind of go through it. But you don't have to. Or you could ask, what would it take for me to change that process so not have to dig through the box and see if you might get a, a, an inspiration from spirit of, of a different way you, you could do it. Like maybe a shamanic meditation journey with Casey, for example. Yeah, check out Shaman's Way, which I have the link to if you're interested in shamanic journeying and all this stuff. Posted that now. I had it ready, <laughs> waiting for that moment. <laughs> so I, 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 I created the moment for you. Look at that. <laughs> It's um, almost like we planned that, but we totally didn't. No, no. <laughs> um, oh, I had a. Th so you were just saying. Oh wow, where were we? Two seconds ago. Oh, you were talking about you don't have to identify the things that could create the other than conscious uh, boulders that would prevent you from actualizing. And I said, but if you're one of the people who like. Oh move. yeah. So what do you think about? Um, as I, I've met so many people that tell me they go to healing sessions, maybe not with me, but with other people. And uh, they say, you know, oh, we were working through this and like this, these really powerful emotions came up. And I remembered when I was a kid and like had this trauma and then worked through that. And then like, you know, I felt good. And then next week I started to feel down again. And so then I went back for a healing session and then I found out there was like this thing and I had to re relive that. And then, and then the thing from before came up and there was still energy around that, that I had to work. You know, so what do you say to those people um, who are just having to, they feel like they have to relive the same thing over and over again, but they're not getting anywhere with their well, healing. There's, um, well, from an access standpoint, there's a one pl a particular band called the Implant Band that's really good for releasing things like that. And also a particular energy, uh, they call it an access trifold sequencing systems. And it's like for PTSD people who keep reliving the same thing over and over and over again. And it's basically an energy that helps you to step out of that. So like, uh, whether or not you, you could find an access practitioner from a shamanic perspective. It feels more like um, a, a multiple, a soul loss with a common theme. Uh, so like if you had the like your original uh, feeling of abandonment from the first time that you were a child and you were just left in your crib and mom didn't come get you because they're going to let you cry this one out and you had that first feeling of abandonment, mom didn't come. Okay. And then all throughout your life, you have these seams of abandonment. And so original soul loss, soul fracture, soul fracture version number two, three, four, up to 34. Uh, so like they go for this thing that they're working through and they're dealing with number 34 and like, oh, wait, now there's 33. So when you're working with a healer, the idea would be then for you to get to the original wound. So mm -hmm. this is what I'm dealing with. However, 
is that the original wound or is this just a representation of another energy and if you go back and you and you really follow the energy with that you'll get to whatever the original wound is and not have to keep reliving things because it I, I get the whole it feels like reliving but in this case uh, it feels more prone to be just like something that has a similar energy but we didn't follow the thread mm. and also i would say to people if it's the same not just like one experience and then something that's related over and over again. But for people that are reliving the same thing over and over again during their healing sessions, like the exact same situation. Oh. Um, so that I would say, uh, you know, first ask yourself, uh, you know, is this really helping me to relive that um, over and over again? Because I think oftentimes people are, they think that in doing so they're helping to release the energy of it, but really oh. they're, they're amplifying it and they're giving it more energy. Right. Every in time the they, Sorry. Uh, in the main method of soul retrieval taught in tradition, all you need to know is what happened, when it happened, and um, who it happened with, or whatever. And you don't you don't want the client to tell the story. You're just asking for the date, the time, and and kind of just the. I so I was abused. It was when I was this grade, and it happened in uh, you know whatever city. And so you just it helps the, the healer tune into the energy, but you don't go into the story because reliving the story can create like this energy of the victim and reinforce the issue, actually. So mm. it's more like identify what, when and where and then take care of it. But reliving that like going through the story, it's kind of like that why question, you know, why did this happen to me? And yeah. like you're, you're re you're actually reinforcing the trauma instead of getting over the drama. And at the moment, I can almost think of it as like that, that traumatic experience is its own conscious entity, right? And the only way that it sustains itself is when it comes up to feed with your attention. Because nothing will exist without our awareness and our attention, right? Well, and that just opens up a whole nother world because what if you have an entity, right? And it really oh, likes yeah. one energy. And every time you think you forget about it, it like takes like the thing and just pokes you in the wound again. Right, because they put you there, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is what I really like, you know, and yeah. it's that energy. So, uh, like, uh, when it comes to healing, like, really, just you go through the whole gamut of being open and, and asking what would be the greatest possibility, and hopefully, your healer is going to be aware enough to pick up on the things that you really need to to work with to let go of it. Yeah, and and you know that's a very real thing that happens quite often is that people have entities that are feeding on particular types of emotional energy. So yeah, that could. But um, regardless, you know uh, whether it's an entity causing that or if if you're consciously going there and bringing it up yourself for whatever reason because you're trying to work through it, know that that energy, uh, like I said, it's it's only sustained through your attention and your your awareness. If you don't give attention to something. Uh, it won't exist within your fields of energy. So if you bring it up over and over and over again, you're giving it more and more and more attention and you're not releasing it, you're just feeding it. And then every time you bring it back up, it's more powerful and even more difficult to get rid of. Uh, so approach it differently if, that, if that's what you're, if that's what you're experiencing. And also if you're reliving that, then ask the question, is it mine? Because if you had the trauma, are you just so aware that you're picking up on the guilt of the other person that, that was involved with that and is is all of what you're even experiencing yours or are you picking up on on someone else's stuff yeah yeah there's a lot of moving parts everybody's situation will be different and that's why in especially with access body processes and other things like people could have come to the manifestation of a physical ailment many different ways and so like the process of working with that person energetically would have if you had a hundred different people all with the exact same cancer, you could have a hundred different ways that you would go about helping them because they all arrived at that manifestation in a different way. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, everyone 
I think we've talked a little bit before about uh, needing to sort of get the person out of their um, like way of thinking and being, you know. If, uh, <laughs> so um, I think we can we can start to do that a little bit ourselves if we have certain next. We know we have expectations around like how this is gonna. You're going, you know, you're open enough to go to a healer for whatever ailment it is. But now you have the idea of like, okay, it's gonna take this when they when I feel this like rush of whoosh, go through my body, then that's going to be the moment it's gone. And, and now you've closed yourself off to all the other ways that this healing could come about. And then again, but going back to what we're talking about, people think that like, once I really relive that experience as if it's happening again, and then I face it, and I have the bravery and strength to say, I release you, then I'll be healed, right? You know, so now, now you're closed off to all the other uh, ways that the healing could come about, and it's so um, that's why some like Hank brought up the idea of like the guy who went and this client was just so wrapped up in in their head they couldn't let go and allow the healing to take place. So he takes a sliced up green pepper and starts waving it around. Oh, well, that but was that, Tom Cratsley, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that just created enough of like a, a strange experience that that person was like, what what is going on here right now? And uh, so that got them to step out of of their their head for a second and then step into the experience and be open to it because it was so weird and out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a shaman is a showman sometimes because the healing could be as simple as a hand shake and you're done uh but it, it's it, for the western mind especially it, sometimes it needs a little show and it needs something to get get you out of the the headspace yeah i guess we're taught you know any anything worth having is worth worth you know whatever you worth working for you got to work hard in order to make that money or whatever it is and good things come to those who wait and all these little phrases we have, you know, so we think same thing. If, if we're really going to heal from something, it's gotta be something that takes a lot of time and effort and it's going to be a really difficult thing to accomplish. Um, but those are just ideas. They're not real. They don't <laughs> actually exist. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, it. I did just post a link. We have a, what our teachers in Kerfman, author of Inca Mountain Magic. We are going to be doing a six-week uh, introduction into shamanism. It's actually uh, navigating the sacred, and at the end of it, you'll have built a Taiwantan Mesa that will look something like this. doesn't have to be a Peruvian cloth like that, uh, but you will have exercises and homework, and we'll go out into nature and find pretty stones that you will call your own and empower, and that's all going to be starting a week from today. Uh, next Thursday on the new moon. So oh, that is nice. very, soon. <laughs> he specifically wanted it to start on a new or full moon. So it's like, it came out so perfectly because that's next Thursday. And we have exactly six Thursdays before the start of the apprenticeship. Uh, so oh, nice. it's like, uh, assuming that we can start in May, like we would like to. So i um, looking forward to that. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, hey, we're coming up on the hour now. So uh, while we're kind of plugging things and everything, um, uh, is tonight, is tonight Thursday? Or is it Wednesday? What day tonight, is it? Tonight is Thursday. Thursday, so okay. Meditation. Yeah, so we have a shamanic meditation tonight at 7 p.m. If you're interested in learning to connect with uh, the realms of spirit or your spirit guides, or you're interested in just sort of learning a little more about uh, what a shaman might experience uh, or just learning to uh, expand upon your own spiritual path, whatever, or you just want to relax and have a fun experience. Either way, come check it out on Shaman's Way on YouTube, um, which is this link right here. 
Um, and then uh, it'll be live at seven o'clock. But if you miss it, if you don't catch the start time exactly, you can go back on Shaman's Way and then you can watch that video from today or all the other past uh, shamanic meditations. And Becky just asked a question that she caught us yesterday. I was wondering where the links are being posted. She hasn't been seeing them on Facebook. Uh, well, we are posting them on my personal profile, Casey's profile, the HHH uh, Facebook page, Sonic Shaman, and then also on the Stir Crazy Shaman's YouTube channel, which I'll actually I'll post a link to that now too. So it's go definitely going out there. I'm not sure if you, um, like if it just doesn't hit your newsfeed, can't help you with that. Uh, but for sure, if you go to the YouTube channel and subscribe, you're definitely gonna get the notifications when we're gonna go live. Uh, and we try to schedule, Facebook only lets us schedule a week out. Uh, so we're not really that good about it. <laughs> we usually do it like the day of or the day before, but we do have like some guests coming on next week. So we have like a, actually I will show you a little cool overlay that I made for it. So next Thursday, did I not? Oh, yeah. Next Thursday, we will have Jill Matson on with us. And she worked with uh, Sherry Edwards, who has the gift of actually being able to hear the vibration of diseases and things like that. And they put together a whole bunch of free music. And we'll be posting the links for it next week. But they, uh, based on Sherry's work, they put together musical tracks that have certain frequencies that the idea is that it would be a good contribution to the body uh, to. Um, I'm not a medical doctor, but it would just create more ease around uh, the coronavirus. We'll say it that way. Uh, or if you were to get it, create more ease with recovery. <laughs> but, but there's yeah. a lot to be said that there's like a Rife machine technology. You could actually have the, the frequency of a disease and play the inverse frequency and in theory, uh, get, get rid of it or whatnot. Yeah, oh, that's a whole other conversation, which hopefully we'll get into some of that when she. <laughs> oh, well, I, well, if not with her, I think, um, uh, Dr. K's equipment has like the Rife technology and stuff like that too. Oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's I'm only a medical professional. We can definitely swing that conversation more easily with her nice. from uh, uh, ease of it being received standpoint. Very cool. Uh, all right. So yeah. I'd be glad you like the show. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you all. Thank you all for watching, for joining, for giving us your energy and attention. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Nike and Nike, Nike. And one other thing too, if you're going to watch this on a replay, like if you just joined us and you're going to end up going back and watch it, a great way to do that that will help us get a little bit more awareness out there is start a watch party. Or, or something like that when you're watching it on Facebook so your friends can see what you're watching and maybe they'll tune in too and, and find us and tune in for a future episode. So if that feels light, please do it tonight. <laughs> yes, thank you. and always, don't forget, please subscribe. That helps us to get our information and our wonderful energy and message out there to as many people as possible. So please subscribe. That really helps us. So thank you. A Nike, a Nike, a Nike.